According to Plato, there once was a lost civilization very much like our own. Some persist it had great technology far beyond its time. Its name was Atlantis, named after the son of Poseidon, Lord of Waters. But after a failed invasion of Athens, it was said that Atlantis fell beneath the waves in a terrible calamity in a single day and night. Was there really an Atlantis? I, your host, Ed Rhinon, hope to bring forth some answers. But for this podcast, I wish not to explore that, but rather another matter entirely but connected to the original Atlantis myth. This matter is the story of the Icalabeth, of the downfall of Numenor. According to Tolkien, Numenor once was an island, a continent, between the mainland of Middle-earth and the Undying Lands, where sat enthroned the powers of Arda, the Valar, as well as the greatest and oldest of the immortal elven kindred. But Numenor was inhabited not by elves, but by men. In the early days of the alliance against Morgoth Baugle, there were th- three kindreds of men which fought against the evil Dark Lord. Three houses which fought against that great evil. They were the houses of Hador, the house of Beor, and the house of Haleth. From these houses, known as the Edai grew the people who were most faithful to the Valar, and under their first king, the son of Eärendil and brother of Elrond, who chose to be mortal Elros, they set up the kingdom of Numenor, of Anor, the land of gift, where the lights of heaven shone most brightly. Elros changed his name to Tarminyator and there lived for hundreds of years and his descendants had a lifespan greater than any other mortals. However, soon a shatter, a shatter some say from Morgoth himself, fell upon Numenor. It was the shatter Although the Minorians now had an exceedingly long lifespan, more than the likes of mortal men elsewhere, they still feared death. The idea of death was enshrined in the darkness, not forgotten, and so was it. Introduce its servant. There was Sauron. Maya, greatest of all the servants of Morgoth. And then the Numerians who were great sea captains, sailors of wide renown, 
face set up no more. And under our Pharazon the border, Archelion and King they captured Sauron, as was Sauron's intent, and leaving the Baron Dur, Sauron came to Numenor and seduced the king into thinking that immortal life could be his if he would but assail the kingdom of Amman in the west. This would prove most fruitless. For the Valar scorned then those men who were known as the king's men who sided with Sauron and Arpharazon the king, begrudging the gift of men which is death. But there were others who remained faithful, the faithful, a smaller faction led by Amandil, a great friend of the king, but one who was still faithful to the old ideals of his ancient kindred, one who had held true to the Valar all throughout that most tumultuous time. And his son was Elendil, and Elendil's sons were Isildur and Anadio. And just as the white tree of Numenor was cut down by Harpharazon's men on Sauron's behalf, Isildur stole the fruit, and so was the line of Nimloth the Fair that was burnt at the temple of Ardenemelos, saved, and the trail lived on. And though that tree has long since died, its line has never died. And it still grows in the court of the king in Gondor. Eventually, Arpharazor invaded the Undying Lands and provoked the wrath of Eru the Nuvatar. And the world was made so that it was no longer flat and Numenor sank into the abyss, never to return. But the faithful set forth of Amandir Numenor, for he left, seeking the aid of the Valar, and never returned. But Elendil and his sons escaped on ships, and blown upon the wind, came to Arda, to Middle-earth, where they befriended Gildalad and the other high elven folk. Thus was the Akarabeth, the downfall of Numenor forward. But in the destruction, Sauron, Maya, lost his physical form, and so could not take on that fair semblance. He did not lose a physical form forever, but only that fair one in which he had once seduced the elves of Aragion or forged the rings of power. And so was Sauron made hideous to behold a shadow of evil, twisted and corrupted, and the eye of Sauron few could endure. However, there once was in Illinois a great hill, the Menu Targamar, and that has not been forgotten. For men say that it still stands above the waters. And some say that there is still a straight road which runs 
the Undying Lands, but elves still depart from this country and enter into the world of this. Ever in and on, there were some sailors of the Seed of Erendil who ventured forth seeking the Metal Tartar, but none found it not. The rumors did abide that some did venture forth, and that by some grace of the Valar they would behold the Metal Tartar and the shore beyond the shore, ere they died. Thus concludes our presentation on the Isle of Numenor. This has been a production from Erurainon, your host. I approve this message.